today on Transforming Lives. But this is what Peter said, and I want to bring you, bring it to you. Peter said, search that I have. Amen. So he said, silver and gold I do not have, but I have something. Search that I have, I gave to you. What? And then he said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And later on, when the people came around to find out after the man was healed, and they came around to find out, Peter made this comment. He said, men of, uh, uh, of Israel, why are you marveled at this? Welcome to Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia is a multicultural, missions-oriented, disciple-making church with the purpose of sharing the gospel with as many people as possible in the Northern Virginia area and around the world. Please join Reverend Obadiah Swen for today's message. Hallelujah. Praise God. Open your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Hallelujah. Want to read from verses 1 to 8. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. Let's stand and let's read together, please. At the count of two, we'll all read together. One, two. Now Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go in to the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him, Peter, with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I gave to you. In the name of Jesus of Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping, and leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple with them walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for your word. You are faithful and true. Holy Spirit, open our eyes. We pray now, Lord, that you give us wisdom and understanding. Speak to us and speak through us. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Everyone who is listening to the sound of my voice, we pray, Lord, that your word would take roots in their hearts and bring transformation and healing to their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. We are continuing our series on the power of God is present to heal. Amen. Before we um, go into today's series, um, today's lesson, we want to go ahead and review because we'll be ending this series tonight. Um, and so we just want to go ahead and just review all of the things that we've said um, to give you an overview so that we can actually close the series tonight. And, and the purpose for, for tonight is to make sure that you understand beyond a shadow of a doubt that you have been commissioned by God 
to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. Amen. And so we want to, to, to just go ahead and review what we've been talking about. We've been teaching that the power of God is present to heal. Um, the first time we ministered, we told you that um, God healing is God's will. The Bible tells us in um, Luke chapter 6, verse 19, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, that is Jesus, um, for power went out from him and healed them all. We share with you four basic reasons why healing is God's will. We told you that God's word revealed his will. That is in Mark chapter 1, verse 41 to 43. We told you that God's nature revealed his will. Psalm 103, 1 to 5, the Bible tells us that um, the benefits of, um, uh, of that God gave us, one of the benefits is God healed all of our diseases. Amen. Jesus, we also told you that Jesus revealed God's will. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. Amen. So God is telling us that um, Jesus revealed his will. And then Jesus came also so that we can heal. Or all who came to Jesus was healed. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 8, I mean chapter 9, verse 35, that Jesus went all around preaching the gospel in the kingdom and when he saw the multitude um, he was moved with compassion but he went as he preached he, te- he taught the people he healed all those who were sick amen so everyone who came to Jesus received healing the second thing that we told you concerning healing is that the church is God's center for healing God's purpose is to make his church the center for healing in Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 9 to 12, the Bible tells us that it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the rivers goes. The Bible tells us in this passage that the river is the Spirit of God. And when the Holy Spirit flow and come into the church, he brings healing and deliverance. And everywhere he is, there is the presence and the power of God that is present to heal. And we see on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of God came and manifested himself in the church, everywhere the disciples went, there were healing and deliverance. Amen. We also share with you four reasons why um, the church is God's center for healing. We told you that the floodgates of heaven has, has been opened. That is, the Bible tells us everywhere the Spirit of God comes, um, there is healing. We told you that Christ's purpose for his church is that it becomes a healing center. In, the Bible, in Matthew, it tells us that Jesus went into the temple. He saw the people misusing the temple. He drove out the money changers. And then the Bible says after he cleansed the temple and told the people it should be a house of prayer, after that, the lame and the dead, uh, um, the deaf and the blind came to Jesus and he healed them. And that's his purpose. God is a healing God, the Bible tells us. And then the church is God's solution. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus called his disciples to himself. He empowered them um, to heal the sick and to cast out devils. And then he sent them out to preach the gospel, to heal the sick 
to cleanse the lepers, to cast out devils, and to heal and raise the dead. Amen. The third principle of healing we gave you, we told you that Satan is the source of sickness and disease. In Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen. So you see here that the devil was the one who was oppressing the people with sickness and disease, and Jesus was the one who was removing the oppression. Amen. So we, we see there's a, 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 a complete contrast between Jesus and the devil. The devil was putting oppression and, and, and bondages on people, and Jesus was taking it out. The Bible says God anointed him to re, uh, heal all who were oppressed of the devil. We share with you four reasons why Satan is the source of sickness and disease. Number one, we said God is the source of all blessing. In James chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible says all good and all pleasant gift or perfect gift comes from God who is from above. Amen. So God does not give sickness and disease. God gives good gift. Amen. Also, we told you that the curse of sin, sickness, and death came as a result of the fall. When Satan tempted Adam and Eve, that's when the um, Adam and Eve sinned against God and sin entered the world. Death came because of sin and um, sickness and disease is a, is a form of death because your body is deteriorating as you go about. Number three, the third reason we said Satan deceived Adam and Eve to disobey God. In Romans chapter 5 verse 12 to 19, the Bible says, by one man disobedience, sin came into the world, and so by one man obedience, life comes. Amen. And so it's, it's very, very important for us to understand. Amen. And the fourth reason we told you that Jesus came to break the curse. In Genesis chapter 3, Verse 15, God prophesied to the devil. He said, the seed of the woman will destroy, uh, will crush your head, and you shall bruise his heat. And then in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14, the Bible says that Jesus became like us. He took a form, our form, and that he may destroy he who had the power over death. And that is the devil. Amen. And so we, we, we see that Jesus came to break the curse that was upon the life of people. Amen. Number four, the fourth principle of healing is that Jesus came to deliver the captive. Say it with me. Say, Jesus came to deliver the captive. Amen. In Luke chapter 13, there is a story of a woman who was uh, uh, um, bent over. She was bound by the devil for 18 years. And Jesus went into the temple to preach. I mean, in the synagogue, as he saw the woman, he called her and he prayed for her. He said, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And the Bible says she was um, healed. And then the synagogue ruler began to complain because it was the Sabbath that Jesus had healed the woman. And then Jesus made this comment. Doesn't this woman, who is a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound and kept, bound for 18 long years be set free on the Sabbath day. In essence, what Jesus was saying, this woman had a covenant with God. And because she had a covenant, Jesus as a representative of God was there to enforce that covenant, to make sure that this woman experienced healing because the devil had bound her 
outside of the covenant. She had a covenant. She need she had, uh, um, she needed to be healed, and Jesus was there enforcing the covenant. And that's what God wants us to do as members of the church. We need to enforce the covenant of God upon our own life and upon the lives of people. Amen. Four um, five reasons why Jesus came to deliver the captive. One, Satan power is broken. The Bible tells us in 1 John 3, 8, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he must destroy the works of the devil. Number two, sickness is sometimes the result of sin. There is a story in John chapter 5 where this man had been sick for 38 years, and he was at the pool of Bethesda, and Jesus came and uh, um, healed him. And then Jesus saw him, saw him afterwards and said to him, See to it that you do not sin anymore, lest a, a greater thing will come upon you. In essence, what Jesus was saying that this man's sickness might have been a result of sin. Amen. And there is another person, uh, four men carried a friend of them. Um, and the, the Bible says there was nowhere for them to carry them in front of Jesus. And so they opened the roof and they brought uh, lowered the man down in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw his, their faith, the Bible says Jesus said to the man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to complain, why is Jesus forgiving sin? Only God can do that. And then the Bible tells us, Jesus said, which one is better, um, harder, to forgive sin or to heal? So he said to the man, rise up and walk. Now the idea that Jesus forgave the sin suggests that the sin was the pop, pop, uh, reason for that sickness. Amen. And so sometimes sin can be the re reason for sickness. Amen. Number three, sickness is sometimes also the result of violating the natural laws. If we don't keep healthy, we don't take exercise, we don't eat right, we don't do certain things, proper hygiene, those things can cause, create a breakdown in our bodies and it can cause sickness and disease. Amen. Sickness and disease is also a direct result of oppression spirit and over and over there very so many different places in the bible we see where demonic spirits attack people and jesus this uh, um cast out the spirit there is a story in mark chapter 9 where this man brought his son to jesus in order to heal he brought him to the disciples first in order to heal them and they couldn't and when jesus came jesus cast out the spirit and so this there was a spirit that were oppressing the boy, and when the spirit was cast out, the boy was healed. Amen. It's the same thing that Sarah Phoenicia woman who came to Jesus pleading. The Bible says her daughter was vexed with de uh, a, a demonic spirit, and she was bad. And when Jesus said to her, your daughter is healed, the Bible says the demon left her. Amen. So the, her healing was, the, I mean, her sickness was the result of a demonic spirit. Amen. And Jesus is the liberator. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 8 that Jesus came to Peter's house. He saw Peter's mother-in-law was sick. He rebuked the sickness. And then the Bible says that evening they brought all people, all the people who were sick. And Jesus cast out and healed every one of them that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that he, Jesus, took our infirmity and bore our sickness and our disease. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. The fifth principle that we share with you is that God is Jehovah Rapha. 
Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 13. The Bible says the Lord and the Lord will take away from you all the sickness and will not put any of the evil diseases of the Egyptians which you know upon you but will lay them on all those who hit you. Amen. So the Bible tells us that God will remove sickness and disease from us. He is Jehovah uh, um, Rapha. God, four reasons. Number one, God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 16, God said, I am the Lord, your healer. Amen. God also revealed himself um, that Jehovah is his covenant name. He said to Moses, he said, by my name Jehovah, I was not known. I was known by El Shaddai to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so Jehovah is a covenant name, and God revealed himself in seven particular covenant uh, um, names. Um, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Sekinu, um, that's the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Rapha is the Lord our healer. Jehovah Sekinu is the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Jared, the Lord our provider. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord our shepherd. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. Jehovah uh, um, Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is present. Amen. God revealed himself in these um, names. And we see also in the life of Jesus that Jesus represents every one of these different names because they are redemptive. Jesus came to redeem in uh, um, all of us, all of those things to us. Amen. The third reason is that God is our healer. Psalm 103, the, um, verse 1 to 5, the Bible says he heals us of all of our diseases. And Psalm 107, verse 20, the Bible says he sent his word and heal us of our diseases. Amen. In our <clears throat> number four, God provides a Passover lamb. When Egypt, when the children of Israel was in Egypt, God told them as he was about to deliver them to kill a lamb. But God purposed that he was going to provide the Passover lamb. And Jesus is the lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth. Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. The sixth reason, um, sixth principle of healing is Jesus is the Passover lamb. First Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The Bible says, Christ, our Passover, is sacrifice for us. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say Christ, Christ. Our Passover is sacrifice for us. Amen. We gave you four reasons concerning uh, why Christ is our Passover lamb. And we told you that God has established a covenant of healing. Exodus chapter 23 verse 25. God said, I will bless your bread and your water and I will take away sickness and disease. From you in um, um, Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, God said, "It is the life. I mean, the the, the blood that gives life. I mean, the, the life of the, the 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 flesh is in the blood, and it's the blood that makes an atonement." And then Hebrew says that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. Amen. Healing. The third thing we said that healing and deliverance come through Jesus Christ. In John chapter 3, Jesus said, Just like Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so the Son of Man shall be lifted up. And if you look upon him, you shall be saved. So Jesus, it, um, this, the serpent in the wilderness was a type of Jesus. And when we look to Jesus, 
we experience healing. And um, number four, Christ King was made a curse for us so that we do not have to be a curse anymore. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14, the Bible says Christ, Jesus was made a curse for us who knew that we might be, we might receive the blessings of Abraham. Amen. Um, the seventh principle of healing is that healing is healing is um, true the atonement. Healing is true the atonement. And um, we told you Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 and 5. The Bible says, Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did not esteem him, stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen. And so the Bible tells us that Jesus uh, um, is God's sacrifice. And um, he was uh, um, made uh, by his stripes we are healed. And we told you why healing is a, in the atonement. Three reasons that we gave you. One, we said Christ demonstrated God's provision for healing. In um, John, John chapter 5 verse 19, Jesus said, I can't do anything of myself but only that which I see the Father do. So that means everything that Jesus did when he was on this eye, it was what God was doing. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. The second thing is that Jesus came to save and to heal. We told you in um, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Number three, we told you Satan and disease, I mean Satan and his demonic forces are under your feet. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 to 22, the Bible tells us that we need to understand the power that is um, towards us who believe. The, the, it is the same mighty power that God used when he raised Jesus from the dead and seated Jesus at his own right hand, far above principalities and powers, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but that wishes to come and put all things under his feet. And gave him to be the head over all things, and gave him to be the church um, to the church, which is his body. So we are the church, we are the body of Christ. And if everything has been placed under his feet, that means everything has been placed under our feet. Amen. And so we need to trust God and believe God. Hallelujah. The eighth principle of healing that we gave you said that Jesus came to bear. Jesus bore our sins. And sicknesses in his body. Amen. We gave you four reasons. Um, um, the first one is that Jesus came to heal and to the, uh, um, save and to heal. The Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 53. Amen. Jesus came to fulfill Isaiah's promise. We told you that the, the word that is used in Isaiah concerning uh, um, grief and and, and, and and pain is the same word that it was used everywhere else for sickness and pain. Amen. And Jesus came to take away that. The Bible also tells us that the curse was already is already broken. Amen. And then Jesus on the cross declared it is finished. Amen. Everything that Jesus needed to pay 
for our sickness and our disease and our salvation was done on the cross. We do not have to pay any price anymore. Amen. You have been um, the price for your sickness uh, and your, I mean, the price for your healing has already been paid. Amen. The price for, for, for salvation has already been paid. And you do not have to be sick. You do not have to be uh, um, lost. You need to accept the sacrifice that Jesus paid. Amen. The last time we minister, we share with you on the ninth principle of healing. And that is healing in Jesus' name. Say it with me. Say healing, healing. in Jesus' name. name. Say it again. Say healing, healing. in Jesus' name. name. Now, we told you in John chapter 14, verse 12 to 14, Jesus said, Most assuredly I say unto you, if you believe, he who, he who believes in me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Thank you for spending this time with us. We do not like to end our broadcast without giving you the opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. The Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friends, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Friends, we are excited that you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. We would like to send you some free materials to help you grow in your Christian faith. This has been a presentation of Transforming Lives, a media ministry of Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia. Please join us at one of our services on Sunday at 11 a.m. Contemporary Worship, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Bible Study, and Friday at 8 p.m. Intercessory Prayer. For more information about Harvest Intercontinental Church, Virginia, and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at harvestersvirginia.com or email us at admin at harvestersvirginia.com. Mm -hmm.